Hello, student pharmacists, and welcome to another episode of Off Script by the APHA ASP Policy Standing Committee. My name is Julia Miller, and I am a member of your 2021-2022 Policy Standing Committee. For those of you new to Offscript, this podcast is intended to be an informative, interview-based series that encourages our listeners to think outside the prescription pad. This series focuses on issues that our APHA ASP members determine were important based on the results of the 2021 APHA ASP House of Delegates. Offscript gives us the opportunity to hear directly from experts and learn how we, as student pharmacists, can envision and advance the future of pharmacy. In this episode today, we will learn about pharmacy sustainability. Today, I'm joined by three amazing student pharmacists from Virginia Commonwealth University. We have Ladon Kareem Najad, Kayla Panglininen, and Kelly Pratt. Welcome, ladies. We're so excited to have you on the podcast today. Can you all please tell our listeners a little bit more about yourself? Yeah, um, my name is LaDawn. I'm a P3 at VCU School of Pharmacy, and I helped co-found the Sustainable Pharmacy Project. Hi, I'm Kayla Pangolinen. I'm a P3, um, also at VCU School of Pharmacy, and I'm a co-founder as well with LaDawn for Sustainable Pharmacy Project. And my name is Kelly Pratt. I'm a P4 student at VCU School of Pharmacy. I served as secretary and I'm currently completing my um, rotations at University of Virginia Health System and Martha Jefferson Centera. That's so exciting. Well, thank you guys so much for being here today. I wanted to just kick off this podcast by defining what exactly pharmacy sustainability is. Awesome. I think that's a good good place to start, um, just because I think this is such a new topic. Um, so we kind of just started this out of the idea of pharmacovigilance, which essentially just means drug safety. And so as pharmacists, um, we have responsibility to make sure the medications are being taken correctly, preventing adverse reactions um, if possible. And so what we kind of learned about was eco-pharmacovigilance, which pretty much takes it one step further and considers the environment as a part of that whole safety component. And so um, what pharmacy sustainability would basically just mean um, considering the environmental issues that can affect health just as much as anything else. And um, we hope to reduce waste through changes in like dispensing, prescribing and disposing medications as part of that sustainability component. Great. Thank you guys so much for that. Um, I am very curious, what made you guys um, feel like it was important to create an organization around this? Um, That's a great question. So this kind of goes all the way back to our P1 year, which feels like forever ago. Uh, LaDonna and I became friends uh, just because of common interests. And then we found out, like, you know, upon talking to each other more and more, that one of those interests include um, environmental advocacy. So then this led to more conversations about why we're pursuing careers in pharmacy. Like for me, I had a prior interest in alternative and holistic medicine uh, for like more environmental reasons. And LaDon actually introduced me to thinking about green drug development and thinking more about the environmental impact of pharmaceuticals. So while I was thinking about like the preventative measures, she was thinking more about solutions at the time. So naturally we just went off um, and started balancing each other out and learning from each other. And we just became this duo. And Later, we were joined by some other individuals, including uh, Kelly, and we were able to get this organization off the ground. 
but basically we thought it was just really important because we saw a gap in information where environmentalism and sustainability wasn't being talked about in pharmacy and like in healthcare in general. So we wanted to fill that and we took action and started a sustainable pharmacy uh, project. That's amazing. I know that pharmacy sustainability is an emerging topic and like a lot of people are really curious and may not know exactly what it is. I'm curious, what projects have you guys been working on? Yeah, so we've had a lot of um, really interesting projects. Last year, really, we started. And given COVID and everything, we mainly started online connecting with people, different organizations like MS4SF, which is Medical Students for Sustainable Future, was really a huge inspiration because we saw how medical students were mobilizing for a huge cause. And so to see that pharmacy wasn't really having that same momentum, um, we tried to emulate a lot of um projects that they have done and kind of partner with them. Um, another great organization was VCCA, which is Virginia Clinicians for Climate Action. Um, they're kind of like a state organization. Every state has their own chapter. And so we partnered with them to do, for example, like a litter cleanup competition. Um, that was really fun because we got to partner with a bunch of people from around like the United States and have them clean up just any part of their community. It didn't have to be like a specific place. Over a weekend, send us pictures. And then we like said who won first place, second place, third place, and then gave them prizes. So it was exciting. And we actually got to participate in Clean Med, which is, I don't know if you know, it's that like, um, it's the biggest national conference of like environmental healthcare practitioners, like whether you're nurse, physician, anybody um, can attend. And it's a really great place to like share ideas and learn from other people and institutions. Um, we got some articles published, which was super exciting, including we love any type of publicity. So doing this is another <laughs> is going to go on our resume for accomplishments. So um, just getting interviewed by like AACP, which is a huge body, um, Pharmacy Times, which was great. And um, next, actually this year, um, some things we have planned, hopefully it goes through and everything. Um, we're planning to work with some pharmacists and pharmacy students from the UK to actually um, implement the planetary health report card, which um, it's kind of like this grading scale for professional schools. Mostly medical schools have been the only ones to do it so far, but um, to grade your school based on how sustainable is your campus, your curriculum, um, how much you guys take into consideration climate change and these types of things. And so we're excited to bring that to pharmacy schools as well. Um, hopefully we're going to present at this conference at UVA in February on, um, we did a plant-based cookout with some medical students. So it was kind of like a mingling thing between pharmacy and medical students to talk about plant-based health. Um, but yeah, just, you know, collaborating away. <laughs> Dude, that's like seriously so amazing to just like hear you guys, like kind of just take this from the ground up. We're so innovative. I'm just like truly impressed overall. Just like, I like feel like this is so like beyond anything. And I love the like interprofessional collaboration. I think like there's such a need for it and like what better way than sustainability. Um, so as somebody who personally like isn't familiar with pharmacy sustainability, where like do you guys feel like the need for pharmacy sustainability is most prevalent? To be honest, um... I think that it is needed just about everywhere. 
Um, I think that we need to challenge our healthcare systems to take a larger initiative into reducing their environmental impact. So for instance, I'm currently rotating through a hospital and I actually just found some resources on a company called um, Sustainable Technologies by Cardinal Health Business. And they actually collect certain medical devices across the hospital and they reprocess them to help reduce waste. So um, businesses like this can actually help reduce the um, waste that's coming out of our hospitals. Also, um, you know, composting is a great thing they can do as well. Not completely pharmacy related, but healthcare systems are um, producing a lot of waste and from cafeterias as well and food services. In terms of pharmacy directly, the pharmacy team can actually play a crucial role in assessing which medications are necessary for a patient um, when they're being discharged. So going in and asking them at the time of discharge, do you have enough at home? Do you really need this? Um, is this something you plan on taking? If you just initiate these conversations with patients, you might find out that um, they actually, you know, are not um, willing to take an opioid, for instance, that's not something they want in their home. And that can um, reduce the amount of medications that are being, you know, sent home with them. Um, also, staying up to date on literature can lead to protocol changes. So, for instance, there's data that actually has shown that docusate is not superior to other laxatives or placebo. And so its use could actually um, be restricted on formulary. And this reduces unnecessary polypharmacy costs and medication waste associated with overprescribing. There's also a lot of opportunities to mitigate waste reduction in our community pharmacies as well. And this can just be as simple as recycling empty bottles, cardboard, and papers that don't have patient-sensitive patient information on them. I think it's really important that pharmacists counsel patients on what they can do with their old medications. Most people have really no idea on what they're supposed to do with it. If you ask them, you might hear some funny answers, flush them down the toilet, just throw them in the trash and they really should be taken to a facility, a drop-off location to um, be safely, um, you know, removed from the environment. Um, but going one step further, how we handle pharmacy waste on a national or even an international level, um, such as patient health information or old expired medications really should be reformed. So most of the stuff that's collected um, whether it, you know, as private patient information that can't be just thrown away, or if it's old medications, a lot of it just gets burned. And at the end of the day, this is still a burden on our, on our environment. So that's something that I hope in the future we can work to reform as well. Yeah, that was a lot of really good information, Kelly. I, even myself, like, I know that there's like drug take back days. So like, um, I like have looked into that because even as a student pharmacist, when I have prescriptions that like need to be thrown out, I'm like, I don't know what to do with it. I, it feels wrong just putting it in the trash sometimes. And you're like, I, there's gotta be a better way. So I definitely can see that. I think with um, the drug take back days, I think one of the issues is that like people don't recognize that there's year long, like year round type of services that they can use. Like it's not just, you know, you don't have to wait stockpile into April and then get rid of all your stuff. I think there's one in April and one in October. Um, but I think the whole purpose of, you know, trying to raise awareness as an organization is to make people aware that your pharmacies, like your community pharmacies, your pharmacists you always goes to um, can be accepting these for you. Like you don't have to wait around for, you know, months 
Um, and one of the good resources that I found was safe.pharmacy, literally safe and then dot pharmacy is um, a really good disposal locator. All you need to put is like your zip code and then it'll just find all, all the pharmacies that are around um, that and what they'll accept. Because um, I recently started working at Walgreens. And so a lot of people call those like call and ask questions about what to do with our meds. And it's like, our pharmacy doesn't accept it, but like I quickly go on my phone and go on the website and I'm like, what's your zip code? And then I just find a place for them. No, that's, that's like a good way. I feel like if patients like wanted to know, but like more so like a good resource for us to like be able to help a patient, especially if it's like a medication, we you know, that maybe like is sitting around or if we're talking to them in a clinic, et cetera. So that's great. Um, the next question I had for you guys, which we kind of touched on, but I want to dive a little bit deeper, is what would an ideal future look like as it relates to pharmacy sustainability? Okay, yeah, that's a great question. Um, and we'll definitely like delve into some of the things that LaDawn and uh, Kelly have already mentioned. Uh, but I guess when I think of things I'd like to see in the future, like hopefully within my career and lifetime in terms of like pharmacy sustainability, uh, I think mostly of um, something that one of our mentors, Dr. Alice Gabauer, who's a PharmD, who's a faculty member at the University of Charleston, uh, taught us about. And it's that there are opportunities for change that follow like a cradle to grave model. So throughout the lifetime of the drug. So there's so many different ways uh, to make innovations and changes that can result in some more sustainable pharmacy practice. So uh, starting from like the beginning, uh, there's green drug development. So green chemistry is an emerging field where um, researchers are interested in uh, benign by design drugs that minimize the um, hazardous metabolites of drugs. And the concept of green chemistry then transitions well into manufacturing. So by actually introducing safer synthesis methods and taking preventative measures to reduce pollution while they're producing the medication. Um, also with like manufacturing, thinking of... Um, just greener infrastructure and using more energy efficient processes. And then thinking about the next step, which would be like distribution, more uh, eco-friendly packaging, which Kelly touched on earlier, um, making things biodegradable or recyclable. And even just like the number of plastic vials we use in a pharmacy of just dispensing practices, if we're going to do it. I know sometimes like insurance can be a barrier to that and they require you to get like a refill every single month versus a nine day supply, which and we can obviously like advocate for legislation that can change that in some way or capacity. Um, but going off that also, even the type of plastic that we choose to use for plastic files, making sure that we have like a number five plastic, which has a recyclability of fate of less than 2% worldwide, not the best option for um, our vials. And also um, touching on like prescribing practices, which can be taken on an individual basis with the providers and taking action with like as themselves like individually um, if they take in the consideration of like the environmental impact of drugs when prescribing and also you know asking and trying to avoid over prescribing by making sure the patient actually wants to take this drug or seeing if they may have like an alternative over-the-counter option or previous prescription they can still use and even emphasizing non-farm remedies and holistic preventative medicine is another way that we can minimize medication waste. And then of course, touching back on disposal, which is a really big topic that we like to focus on. Um, this is where pharmacy can just definitely take the lead. Education is a really big piece of that. So making sure to counsel your patients on disposal before they leave the pharmacy can help and making sure that's part of your patient counseling process, like every single time and just making that 
a habit for yourself. Um, but education piece aside, access to proper disposal methods is still unfortunately pretty lacking. Um, so even if a patient is aware that, hey, this might not be the best thing for me to flush down the toilet, but then they still have no idea, like what you said earlier, where they can dispose of it. So um, even like not all pharmacies, even some large chains do take back medication that's like LaDon mentioned earlier. Um, and in fact, some of those may only accept like pills and there's like no protocol for medical devices like inhalers. So there's still like some ways that we can improve in that. And also with drug take back days, of course, they're not as frequent, like we also mentioned earlier, and they're pretty sporadic, but again, just access and education are really both important and like intertwined. And then one last opportunity that I think is a little bit different is redistribution. So either back to patients or back to the manufacturer. So this could not only help with um, mitigating drug waste, but it could also prevent drug shortages, uh, help provide medicine to the underserved. And of course, as everyone usually is motivated by like a financial benefit. So um, it goes off of like uh, an independent study that I'm currently doing to propose that we redistribute expired or unused medications from pharmacies or other health systems for education purposes. So you don't get into that ethical issue of giving a patient um, an expired drug, which is unfortunately sometimes that happens with smaller clinics. Um, so we do have the dispensing labs in our foundation courses and we use real drugs. So using a redistributed drug that was destined for disposal anyways has a financial incentive for both the pharmacy school and for the hospitals and the pharmacy settings that we're just gonna throw it away anyways. And of course I said it a lot, but there's even more opportunities that I haven't even mentioned or thought of. And in summary, just small changes can collectively contribute to a big difference. So a combination of just some of the ones I mentioned, plus maybe even some more can make a big change in pharmacy and healthcare and make it just more sustainable. Kayla, that was a lot of really great information. I know like you kind of touched on like some of the points of like maybe some things that pharmacies can be doing or even student pharmacists can be doing. Um, I think like it would be great for our listeners to just hear some key takeaways of like, what can we start doing right now? Yeah, you know, I think sustainability in pharmacy may seem challenging to tackle, you know, as a student or a pharmacist, because oftentimes it isn't being displayed front and center um, where you're working or even where you're going to school. So I think the first thing we can all do is check our institution's sustainability report and see what their goals are and what they've already done um, to work towards those goals. I think just talking with leadership and your team about what they're already doing and um, to see if they're even aware of what's being offered at their institution. I know that um, currently where I'm rotating at, you know, there's a lot of recycling initiatives in place, but unfortunately a lot of people aren't aware of them. So this is really an underutilized resource that if we're just working to educate the team and get them involved, um, you know, we often see people utilize recycling bins as trash cans and, you know, by speaking up and saying uh, just, you know, educating as we touched on um, can really make a big difference. Um, I also think it's important, uh, you know, to start some small sustainability projects at your workplace. Um, these can grow into institutional changes. Um, and I think that, you know, as we've said many times before, educating your patients on proper medication disposal can really go a long way. 
I think that um, being educated on these issues is really important. Joining organizations, um, including our own, would be great to um, you know, share ideas with other students um, and just get more people aware of what sustainability and pharmacy looks like and can look like in the future. Um, overall, I encourage you to collaborate with like-minded people trying to make a difference in their community. So no matter how directly it's related to healthcare practice, a lot of people are out there trying to make something better for someone. And that's essentially what we strive to do in healthcare as well. So we all are very interconnected and we all have very similar goals as well. And I think it's important to remember that environmental health is patient health. Oh yeah, I definitely agree with you. I think people don't realize just like the small things that even like us as interns can do, just talking to your patient and educating them does have a huge impact. Like one person knows and that's one more person who's going to dispose of their medications correctly. And if everybody just did that for one patient, like that's a huge impact. Um, so thank you guys so much. I want our listeners to know if they have questions or are more, in, or are more interested in learning about pharmacy sustainability, where can they find you guys? I just remembered something that I, you literally just like brought the thought to my head. Um, as an intern, I was working at a vaccination clinic for COVID. Like every pharmacy student right now is working in a COVID clinic somewhere, honestly. But um, I saw that they weren't recycling the cardboard, like syringes and everything comes in like boxes, right? Like cardboard boxes. And so they were just throwing those away as we were refilling, you know, the kind of the assembly line of vaccination prepping. And so I saw they were just throwing away. I asked the PIC like, oh, like, are we recycling these? And she was like, no, I was like, we had an empty like trash can. And so I asked, could I designate this as kind of the, you know, the recycling bin for all the cardboard and then I'll just take it at the end of my shift and just take it to the recycling center. And so the first day, like, that's what we did. Everybody was like, at the end of the day, I went and collected all the cardboard and put it in the, you know, empty trash bin. And then I took the trash bin home with me and then just like emptied and brought it back. And so the next day I was also volunteering, but instead when we started, she like announced like, okay, this is the recycling bin. And then this is the regular trash can. She put a little note, like, you know, this is for cardboard only. And I was like, wow. <laughs> like it's one of those moments where somebody, if somebody recognizes you doing something, like they're going to be interested and ask questions like, why are you doing that? And you know, you're going to leave that impression. So I don't know, small wins, you know, <laughs> um, but uh, social media. Yeah. That's where everybody is right now. So we're mostly active on Instagram, uh, Instagram at sustainable pharmacy project. Um, you know, that's our social, that's our email, everything, our website. Um, but on Instagram, um, if you go to our URL in our bio, you can find all our, you know, all the ways to connect with us. You can check out our newsletter. Um, we have a group chat on Slack that really is helpful for keeping up with people. Um, but like just DM us if you want, if you have any questions, if you want to collaborate on something. Um, we are pretty responsive on Instagram. Um, but also I just want to emphasize how um, like all types of grassroots organizations like this, it's all about like the power of numbers. So if there's more pharmacy students out there who are interested in these types of things, environmental issues, climate change, um, you know, 
you know, social justice and how that relates to environmental, um, you know, environmental policies and those types of things. Like, um, we just need to kind of form a collective and kind of serve as the voice of pharmacy in these types of issues, because I think that pharmacy is hugely like underrepresented, but we can have such a huge impact on these things. And so um, Sustainable Pharmacy Project, shameless plug, um, you know, is one of these things where everything we do is grassroots, like every Everything we have is student-led. There's so many opportunities for you to present at conferences, help on papers, all types of things. We're just trying to get our ideas out there. So um, definitely join our organization and you'll see so many like ways to connect with other people. Thank you guys so much, LaDon, Kayla, Kelly. It was so nice to have you on the podcast today. You truly, all of you have inspired me. Um, even like just, I know like I'm going to be the one now to be like, oh, do we have a recycling bin? It's just like those small things. And yeah, thank you guys for sharing all of your information. And I am excited to see everything that you guys have to accomplish. So thank you. Thank you everyone for listening to today's episode. Don't forget to check out our other episodes and be sure to stay tuned for our next Offscript podcast.